G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Damien Wild, who leads the Australian Family Coalition, is based in Adelaide, South Australia. Damien was at the forefront of the marriage debate in November 2017 and has been an outstanding advocate for the family and Christian values leading the Australian Family Coalition. Welcome along to 2020, Damien. How are you? I'm well, Matt. How are you? Very good, mate. Now, if people want to find out more about the Australian Family Coalition, the website is ostfamily.com.au. That's A-U-S-T family.com.au. Uh, but, uh, mate, I just want to pick your brain today. You've been asking your supporters to throw your support behind Senator Claire Chandler in Tassie. Tell us uh, the latest there. Well, it's extremely important that when people stick their heads up, um, you know, to speak truth on these sorts of issues, that we back them. Um, Senator Chandler has been absolutely forthright in stating that she's in a, in a relative position of strength, that she does have a national platform uh, as a senator. She's able to uh, speak in ways perhaps that we can't. So when church leaders, political leaders uh, are willing to stick their head up above the parapet and speak for truth, biological truth, uh, freedom of speech, these sorts of things, it's, it's imperative we get behind them. The um, the law that she's fallen foul of will probably be known to many of your, your listeners as the very same law that uh, got Archbishop Julian Porteous into trouble back in 2016 when he dared to disseminate a little booklet in churches and schools basically outlining uh, traditional church teaching on marriage, that mainly it's between a man and a woman, and that was enough for him to be uh, summoned by the very same body that has now approached Senator Chandler. So over the last few weeks, um, you know, we've um, encouraged our supporters and any others of goodwill to basically send a message of support to the Senator saying, look, please stick to your guns. Uh, we think it's really important what you're doing. And so far, we're, we're up to about 8,500 people pledging their support, which is fantastic in a short space of time. So is that a, a petition you can fill out? Uh, essentially, yes, on our website. Mm, wonderful. So if people do want to speak up uh, on behalf of Senator Claire Chandler, go to ostfamily.com.au, A-U-S-T family.com.au, and uh, you can uh, give your support to Senator Claire Chandler. Great to see you guys are uh, getting the word out there. Now, let's uh, head, head to the U.S. for the moment. Uh, the significance of the death of the U.S. Supreme Court Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a massive game-changer in the U.S. Um, among her progressive, uh, many progressive rulings, Ginsburg took part in ditching numerous restrictions and regulations concerning abortion, even helping strike down a ban on partial birth abortion. It's hard to imagine how someone could find any legal justification for something so horrific and barbaric. Uh, tell us a bit about mm. how this is uh, a game-changer in the U.S., well, it's a strange system, Matt, um, because obviously they're, they're very political appointments, unlike here, and they tend to be for life. So uh, Ginsburg had been in there, she was a Bill Clinton appointment, she'd been there for nearly 30 years. And when you look at some of the names who've been um, suggested for her replacement, uh, Amy Coney Barrett being one of the obvious ones, she's only, I think, about 48 so if she were to you know, live on and, and kick on to the same age on the Supreme Court as, as Ginsburg, Ginsburg, she could be there for 40 years. So that's a huge number of administrations to live through, a huge number of 
quite considerable decisions to have a hand in. If you look just at the decisions that the Supreme Court in America have had to make over the last few years, everything from um, transgender issues to uh, the big change on marriage there a few years ago, which was decided by court, not by their Congress, um, it has a very significant impact on the life of their country. So the outcome of this appointment uh, is significant not only for America, but I'd also say for, for countries like Australia too, that in terms of our social legislation really look towards America. Uh, and you've heard the old saying, when America you know, coughs, the rest of the world catches something. So uh, we need to be watching this very closely. The other news in the US is that President Trump had made an announcement of an executive order guaranteeing medical assistance to any child that survived an abortion. Uh, he said, today I'm announcing I'll be signing the Born Alive Executive Order to ensure that all precious babies born alive, no matter their circumstances, receive the medical care they deserve, Trump said. Uh, and he said, this is our sacrosanct moral duty. Uh, that's big news, isn't it? It's huge news. And, you know, regardless of what people's politics are, regardless of whether people like Trump personally, uh, and, and frankly, show me any politician who's perfect 100% of the time. But in terms of his pro-life credentials, I think what President was doing has been nothing short of fantastic. You know, the first president to actually personally appear and address a March for Life in Washington, D.C., and now this. Um, it, it's astonishing, though, that someone should actually have to step in to do this, to say that a baby who survives a, a botched abortion should actually need medical attention. I would have thought that would be part of the course. Um, and yet, you know, you look at most Australian uh, states and territories where these sorts of laws, uh, liberalised abortion laws, have been debated the last few years. And obviously in the last couple of years, we've seen New South Wales and Queensland with South Australia just around the corner. Um, these are the very sorts of issues that have been debated and then discarded. Um, MPs just, oh, I can't get my head around it, Matt. They just uh, have not seen fit to put any protections in for these children. So... Um, notwithstanding the more fundamental issue of abortion itself, the idea of providing some medical care to anyone who survives it would seem to me you know, a no-brainer. But thankfully, we've got people like President Trump who are uh, drawing the spotlight to this issue once again, and in a very timely way, I think, for the forthcoming debate in South Australia. Interestingly, uh, I've been watching closely the uh, upcoming Queensland election, and uh, I've noticed that um, uh, there's a, a massive pro-life push in Queensland right now with, uh, I actually caught up with Tishan Johnson from Cherish Life yesterday and she's had a, a full page article in the Courier Mail uh, recently in, in Queensland which has been interesting to see uh, but uh, she says that politicians are in the crosshairs of Cherish Life as the pro-life group builds a small army ahead of the state election and I know they've got billboards saying put Labor last because of the, uh, uh, the, the Labor uh, abortion stance. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the pro-life uh, you know, issue in the upcoming Queensland election? Oh, look, full marks to Tishan and what Cherish Life are doing, the mere fact that they're upsetting people means that they must be doing something right. Um, again, you know, no politician from any country, any state is perfect, but the LNP in Queensland have made it very clear that they will at least revisit the issue uh, if they are elected, and, you know, Queenslanders might see some change for the better. Compare that with the incumbent government as with the, the Labor platform at the last federal election. And it's just a case of chalk and cheese. There's just there's no prospect of any advance. In fact, if anything, uh, it's more of the same. So um, I think anyone you know, in, in Queensland who will be voting at that election uh, would do well to, to take note of what Cherish Life is saying. And uh, interestingly, that the the onward march of the radicalised abortion laws has been continuing. 
uh, in South Australia. What's the latest uh, in your state, mate? Well, uh, South Australia, I think, is possibly the last state to introduce these so-called exclusion or bubble zones or safe access zones around abortion clinics uh, and doctor surgeries where um, these things are carried out. Um, There is a bill before the South Australian Parliament at the moment. It's already passed the lower house of Parliament. It's on its way to the upper house very soon. Uh, Unfortunately, it's probably a foregone conclusion at this point. Uh, Even an amendment to permit private prayer, just solo outside a clinic, was narrowly defeated. Uh, And on the defeat of that amendment, the the passage of the bill, uh, support for any sort of amendment basically just collapsed and the bill is passing through Parliament. Uh, over these few weeks, um, we're talking a $10,000 fine or 12 months jail time for offering help to a, a vulnerable person or, or her partner. Um, pretty pretty strange laws. Um, I would have thought that helping people in need would be something that our politicians would be mindful of, not threatening uh, fines and jail time. But really, Matt, this bill is just a precursor to a bigger one that we're going to see in the next few weeks. Last year, the Greens here tried to... Uh, introduce or did introduce a bill very similar to those seen in in New South Wales and Queensland. In fact, it was possibly even uh, more radical, if that were possible. Um, And there was such a noise among the the Christian, the pro-life community and and people at large that the Liberal Attorney General actually sent it off to a a legal inquiry. Now, of course, that said all the sorts of things that its advocates wanted to hear. And uh, we're expecting not just a new bill, but a bill from the Attorney-General herself. So in a sort of sense, it'll be a quasi-government bill to be introduced here in the next couple of weeks. Um, that's a real shame um, for for vulnerable women and particularly for those unborn children. Uh, but the pro-life community here is certainly gearing up for that fight. We, we have to be a, a voice for the voiceless. Mm, absolutely. It's so important we speak up uh, for the rights of the unborn and for those who can't speak, uh, the next generation. And... You know, I actually shared a story at my church a while back about the the pro-life message. I I interviewed a guy on the radio from the U.S. a couple of years ago, a pro-life guy who um, said that he felt God prompt him to write on chalk outside an abortion clinic uh, because Mm. he knew that there was a girl uh, who was going to have an abortion that day. And so he got up early that morning and he wrote in chalk, um, Rachel, God loves your baby. And he just wrote it time and time again all around the abortion clinic in Chalk, hoping that as Rachel turned up, she would see it. And as it happened, Rachel didn't end up going that day to the abortion clinic. And he thought, oh, well, at least I tried. And a couple of weeks later uh, in his pro-life ministry, a girl named Rachel came along and she said, oh, yeah, I decided to keep my baby. You wouldn't believe it. But I saw on the chalk path, written in chalk outside the abortion clinic, Rachel, God loves your baby. And it, it turns out you know, there was another Rachel that ended up saving her baby, you know. And I shared that story at my church recently and, you know, just shared that, you know, we, we need to speak up. We need to do all we can. And God is doing uh, miraculous things to, to speak to, to ladies about the importance of, of how precious life is, you know. And interestingly, when I shared that story, I had a couple of people come up to me and they said, you know what? Uh, I'm just visiting your church today, but I've never heard a pastor share anything pro-life from the pulpit before. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. we talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. But uh, are you finding that's the case, Damon? There's a lot of pastors, a lot of churches not willing to speak up on this topic? Oh, certainly. And it, that's a cross-denominational issue. It doesn't really matter. Um, those who are willing to actually make a positive standard, I think in the minority, sadly, 
And what that means is when we actually come to these sorts of big debates, you know, the, the public and political debates, even those pastors, priests, ministers who would like to, to be on the, the right side of history, who would like to speak up, often find that they don't have the words, they don't have the courage. Uh, it would be so jarring perhaps to their communities to actually hear something after so long that they don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a really important ministry here for, for pro-life groups to do more to try and encourage their, their pastors to be a voice and to help them find the right words. Uh, it might sound funny to put it in those terms, but you know we need to support them too. Uh, both with with practical outcomes and also our prayers. And is your organisation, the Australian Family Coalition, uh, do do you have, you know, guest speakers that go to churches and, you know, you you go and speak at events? Is that that a big thing you guys do? Um, Not so much as we we hope to in future. Mm -hmm. Um, Ironically, we did have a bit of a national roadshow planned earlier this year, but uh, (laughs) lo and behold, this thing called COVID-19 came along (laughs) and stopped most of that. Um, We we did have one big gathering. uh, I think you're based in Queensland. Yeah. Um, we, we had a big gathering at Sunnybank last year, which was well attended, uh, and we do hope to, to do more of those things in future. Wonderful. Well, it's so great to connect with your organisation, the Australian Family Coalition. You can search them up on Facebook, search Aust Family, A-U-S-T Family on Facebook, or you can uh, also go to their website. You'll find all the links and the information there. We need to be educated on, this, on these topics, and uh, the website is ostfamily.com.au. Damien, it's been a privilege catching up with you today, mate. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.